Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm going to tell you a story and it's going to seem kind of weird at first and then I'm then I'm going to unpack the story, okay? Cuz this is a story that when I first heard it, I thought that sounds ridiculous. So I don't think it sounds ridiculous anymore and I'm going to tell it to you and we're going to see if we come together and think about it the same way. This is called the story of the flower and the smile and it's a story about the Buddha. And it's the story that gets told as the beginning of the Zen Buddhist tradition. It's the story that gets told as the beginning. Uh, And it's probably a parable. It's probably not literally true. But that being said, that doesn't matter. It not being literally true doesn't make it useless. Okay? So, this is a story about the Buddha giving a teaching. And... The way the story gets told is that when he gave this teaching, he then entrusted one of his students. So, story of the flower and the smile. This is it. So, the Buddha, um, he lived 2,500 or so years ago, and he gave a lot of teachings. He had a lot of students. He gave a lot of teachings, okay? And on many occasions, he would go before a crowd of assembled people that all, you know, wanted to listen to him and loved him, and he would just give them a teaching, and they would just memorize that teaching later that would be written down that's where buddhist texts come from okay and in this particular day this crowd was around just milling about around at a place called vulture peak in india and these people were just waiting for the buddha to give a teaching they were very excited they thought they were going to hear a lot of wisdom and that It would kind of supercharge their practice. It would kind of encourage them. That is what the Buddha did a lot of. He did a lot of encouraging. And encouragement, like today, people needed encouragement on their spiritual path. So anyway, this crowd of a lot of people are assembled on Vulture Peak. And they see the Buddha go up before them like he's going to give a teaching. Okay? So they're all thinking, oh, this is going to be a wonderful teaching. What's this going to be about? Is he going to take questions? I hope he takes questions. I have questions to ask him, right? They're all thinking all these things. And the Buddha, he just stands there. And so there's a big hush over the crowd and everybody's just staring. And then the Buddha pulls out a flower. He pulls out a flower and he kind of twirls it. And he's still silent. And everybody is like, what's happening, right? Except for one student. One student of the Buddha, his name was Mahakasyapa. And he is historically known as one of the Buddha's uh, senior students. And Mahakasyapa, he just smiles. Mahakasyapa sees the flower and he just smiles. So everybody else is looking around like, why is the Buddha just being quiet and showing us a flower? This is nonsense, right? Which is what... I, I feel like that's what I would think, right? I would think, why is he just so- showing us a flower? I came here for a teaching, right? I have expectations. That's going to be important in this story when I explain it. But I have expectations, right? I'm expecting a teaching. And he just holds up a flower. And one dude 
right there, he smiles. Um, I've always pictured it as a big goofy smile, but people that know more than me have said that it was kind of a subtle smile, but still a smile, right? Everyone else is expressing either confusion or disappointment. And one guy, he just, he sees the Buddha twirl a flower and he smiles. It's said that the Buddha saw this fellow, Mahakasyapa, the Buddha saw him smile and he said, I have entrusted the true Dharma eye to you. He said, Mahakasyapa, he gets it. He gets it. And everybody's just like, what? He just smiled. That's not anything. But the Buddha said, he gets it. This guy that sees me twirl a flower and he just smiles, he gets it. What I see going on is this. The Buddha's students are people. The Buddha's a person too. But his students are people just like us, right? And... Part of our struggle in the spiritual path is that we are carrying a lot of baggage, expectations, and confusion, right? Baggage, expectations, and confusion, okay? And people in the Buddha's day were also carrying a lot of baggage, expectations, and confusion, right? They're just like us. Again, they're just like us. So this assembled party is there ready to hear the Buddha give a teaching, right? And... They're all ready and they're all pumped up. They're excited because maybe they're struggling in their practice like we struggle sometimes, right? I struggle in my practice sometimes. You probably do too. And even the people hanging out with the Buddha struggled with their practice sometimes. So I think that many of them were hoping for or expecting some encouragement, right? They're expecting either encouragement in their practice or or they're expecting the Buddha to just say something really wise that really seems kind of maybe unlocks some of their confusion, right? Something really wise and profound that'll be like, oh, yes, he's explained it, right? That's what the, the crowd is hoping for. But the Buddha, he goes before this crowd and he doesn't say any words, first of all. So there's no words of encouragement, right? There's no words of wisdom, right? Because he's not saying anything. He's not saying anything. And these people have come to expect the Buddha to come up here and again, either encourage them or say something really wise. And he's doing neither of those things, right? He's messing with their expectations here. So when he stands up and he just holds up a flower, the whole crowd is either disappointed or confused. Why are they disappointed or confused? One of two reasons. One is because they're coming into the situation with expectations. They are expecting the Buddha to give a good teaching. They're expecting it like it is supposed to happen, like they deserve it, like it's supposed to happen. We deserve it. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting to be encouraged, right? And then the other thing is they could be coming with a lot of baggage. Maybe they've heard a lot of good teachings before. And so... Uh, that's sort of expectation too. They have the baggage of these previous teachings, so they're thinking they're going to get another one. And when they don't, what happens? They're disappointed, right? The whole crowd's disappointed. So everyone in this group that is assembled to see the Buddha is holding on to expectations or emotional baggage. And because of that, they're either confused or disappointed. They're either confused or disappointed. Because they're carrying baggage, they're carrying expectations, 
So confused, disappointed, maybe even resentful. Maybe some of them are even resenting the Buddha for not giving them a real teaching, right? He just goes and silently twirls a flower and they're expected to take something from this, right? And so they're all bringing this baggage into the situation. Just like we do, right? We bring baggage into situations. If you've ever had a relationship that you're afraid will unfold like your other relationships, then you know what it is to bring your baggage into a situation, right? Or if you've ever had a job and you're afraid it will turn out like your other jobs that you didn't like. Or if you expect a bad day and then a bad day comes to you, right? You know what it is to bring your baggage into a situation, right? So when the Buddha silently twirls a flower, when everybody's thinking they're going to get a teaching and people bring their baggage into it, that's what they're bringing. That's informs the whole situation for them, right? The whole situation is tainted by my expectations. I'm expecting a teaching. I'm not getting one. I'm disappointed. I think it's a bad day, right? Except for one guy. There is one guy, Mahakasyapa. He is standing there and he sees the Buddha twirl a flower and he smiles. Why? Because he's not carrying anything. He's not bringing expectations into this situation. He's not bringing baggage into this situation. He's coming forth and he sees the Buddha twirling a flower and all that's there is twirling a flower. He is not disappointed by what's not what's not happening. He's not confused by what's not happening. He's not resentful. He's not bringing baggage into this. He sees the Buddha twirl a flower and all he sees is a flower. And maybe it's a pretty flower. So he sees a pretty flower. He smiles. He sees a pretty flower and he smiles. And maybe you've had a situation in your life where you've learned how to come at something with maybe maybe not no expectations, but maybe learning how to cling to your expectations a little less tightly or to cling to your baggage a little less tightly, right? Mahakasyapa is there and he shows up and he's just fully present. He's not bringing any baggage to the situation. He just sees the Buddha twirl a flower and he smiles. And the Buddha says him right there, he's got it. He's got it because he's not bringing expectations into this. He's not struggling with confusion. He's not disappointed. He's not resentful. And also, I think maybe there's some wisdom in silence too. This is the Buddha's teaching with silence, with an action rather than with words. So the Buddha sees this one person smile and he says, he's got it. He's got it because he is just present with what's happening, fully present, not bringing anything else into this, just fully present with what's happening. And that is hard, right? It's hard for us to do. It's hard for the Buddhist students to do. But Mahakasyapa, he was able to do it. In that moment, he was able to be fully present and just see a flower twirling and nothing else, not see his expectations, not see what's not happening, not see what he was wishing would happen or what happened before. He was just seeing a flower, and that's it. And that is a very powerful thing to be able to enter situations and just be with the situation.
I think we've all had the experience where something bad happens to you in your day and then uh, you're kind of on edge the rest of the day. You bring that baggage into the rest of your day so other things can be more irritating than they normally are. I think we've all had that sort of experience and that's what Mahakasyapa is not doing. He's just seeing a flower twirl and the Buddha saying, yes, he's got it because he's smiling. Sometimes in Buddhism, um, our being is described as like a mirror. And that is, uh, we want to be like a clean mirror. A clean mirror reflects the world exactly as it is. Whereas a dirty mirror um, is unclear, right? If we have a lot of baggage we're bringing into everything, then our mirror is very dirty. But if we have very little baggage, then we get a kind of a clear picture of the world around us. And that's what we want to have. We want to have clarity. We want to be able to be present. We want to have clarity. So we want to have a clean mirror. Mahakasyapa has a clean mirror. I have a pretty dirty mirror. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's broken. A broken mirror, it's harder to bring clarity to a broken mirror. But I would say I have a pretty dirty mirror. And I think most of us do. So, um, that's my talk about the flower and the smile. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.